Hey guys, I'm Esther, owner of Sarah Design. And I'm Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. Welcome to Better, the brand designer podcast. We're all about broadcasting conversations that support our design community and covering industry secrets and offering actionable advice. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy summer if you're listening in real time. We're back this week with another From the Archives episode, this one in particular, Season 5, Episode 20, Connecting and Selling in an Organic Way on Social Media with Ashley Henry from The Cheetah Company. So you guys know I name drop Ash like constantly, all the time. Um, I worked with her one-to-one for a six-month marketing mentorship in 2022, and I've referred countless designers her way, um, as well as past clients of mine. Um, She comes from an amazing background in the corporate world, in the marketing world, um, and has like 10 plus years of experience. So anyone who is curious about really like rejuvenating their marketing um, practice or plan um, or goals or anything like that, I highly recommend giving her a follow at least. Um, You can find her on Instagram at the Cheetah Company. I also launched my signature group program, The Design Mini Mind, with her support um, last year in 2022. Um, And I could not be more grateful to her um, for taking me on as a client. So this episode was recorded in the early days of my social media revolution, as I call it. Um, I mention a lot more about this in season seven, episode 20, um, where I talk more about like my experience with Ash and what I got out of my investment with her. And it is actually really cool for me to listen back and hear about my goals of wanting more leads from social media and not be so reliant on referrals. And now the majority of my leads are coming from cold social traffic versus referrals, um, which is really, really exciting because I achieved the goal that I had set when I signed on to work with Ash. Um, and not only did that happen after working together, but it has you know, been a year since we've worked together and my business has never been more healthy in terms of lead generation. Um, One other thing that I wanted to note here before we get into the episode is, man, the power of a good engagement strategy on social media, specifically if you feel like Instagram is a place where your ideal clientele hang out, um, having a specific person or even a specific amount of time dedicated to just genuinely engaging with people um, every single week, hopefully every single day, that has had such big impact on my company. Um, so it's cool to hear Ash talk about her experience with engagement and relationship marketing. Um, and I think that this episode is so powerful and one that we are constantly sending to people and mentioning. So without further ado, enjoy our episode with Ashley. Let's dive into our intro question, Esther. If you were a lifestyle influencer, what brands would you want to sponsor you? So this is a brand that I most recently got interested in. And it's because my husband and I are going to Spain at the end of this week, actually, for two weeks. And we've been doing a lot of travel. I've been like going to New York with friends, like doing a lot. And I've realized that my suitcase sucks. Like it's literally (laughs) the worst suitcase. And I had told Jake, I was like, I think I need a new suitcase. And he was like, yeah, it's been a while. I was wondering when you would ask me. So because we're planning this big trip, I was like looking into different suitcase brands. And there's one from Shea Mitchell called Base. And it is literally the most amazing brand ever. I feel like if I were a lifestyle influencer, it would be like a travel influencer. So I feel like that would fit perfectly in. But like, I kid you not, I like wanted to put my suitcase next to me while I was sleeping because it was just so pretty. Like it's beige, it's like beautiful canvas material. I mean, honestly, everything is so stylish and the quality is there. And Shay, I love you. So that would be... Shay is super cool. I started watching some of her YouTube videos when she was pregnant. She's the best. When I was pregnant. Yeah, she's super cool. I mean, PLL, like, ride or mm-hmm. die. But um, I have you heard of the brand Away? Yes. It's like a fancy, like, luggage brand. Yeah, so actually yeah. that's kind of like Away and Base have very similar vibes. And like also aesthetics. aesthetics. It's all about the aesthetic, honestly. It's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm there with you. And you know what? Like, I am all about the universe giving me signs. And I was literally sitting in the airport at LaGuardia, like I was with my friend Danielle, who's been on our podcast, and she was telling me about her base 
bag. And then I was like looking it up and I was calling Jake while I'm in the airport. Like I need a new luggage. And then once I hung up with him, this lady came and sat down and she had a bag, a base bag. No way. Yeah. A luggage and carry on. And I was like, can I touch it? (laughs) And she let me, it was was perfect. (laughs) Okay. But what's your influencer brand? Oh, I was trying to think of like a ride or die brand that like is everything to me. And y'all Chick-fil-A. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it like that is going to be the brand. If I had, if I was a lifestyle influencer, because honestly, or Target, like if I could be sponsored to do a Target haul video, like if, if I, in my alternate life was a lifestyle influencer, like a mom vlogger or whatever, they get paid to go shopping at Target. I'm like, I'm already doing that. So <laughs> go to, I go love to that. Target, get a little bit of iced coffee, get a little matcha, walk around Target, like grab some Chick-fil-A before or after, get your lemonade. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a total mom, but like, that's the vibe I mean, for me right now. I was like, oh, what luxury brands like Chanel or whatever, like not like, Chick-fil-A. No, no, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I feel like that actually sounds like the perfect day. Like if you could do Target and Chick-fil-A every day and not gain weight. Oh, and that's not, what like, I legitimately did. That's what I did on my birthday last year. My husband was like, where do you, what do you want to do for your birthday? I was like, I want to go to Chick-fil-A and I want to go to Target. And so he gave me $200 to blow at Target and we got lunch at Chick-fil-A. And wow. that was my birthday present. <laughs> he is a gem. Yeah. We, we, we love, we support I'm going to have to go get some Chick-fil-A this afternoon. I know. Um, so I guess you're already sponsored by them or you better have an affiliate link or something. <laughs> Does Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A have an affiliate, affiliate link? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like my dream. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys, you have no idea what is about to like come at you because Ashley Henry is here on the podcast. Ooh, I was about to say in person, but not basically not in person. In the flesh. I feel like I'm sitting but down with you. I know, <laughs> I know. So I just wanted to welcome Ashley to Better Podcast. Hey. <laughs> hey. No, you have to say how you came into the recording. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I sound like slightly robotic. Like, hello. I, I have like an inner desire to be Siri. Like, I just want my voice to be like Siri. <laughs> that is like the most like on brand thing ever. I love that. I feel well, like Siri is just like a guide. Like I rely on Siri. Like, like yeah. she doesn't steer me wrong for the most part. You know, unless she doesn't understand what you're saying. She's like, I'm sorry. I did not understand that. And you're like, oh yeah. Or you're not actually trying to talk to her and you're trying to just say something to someone in the car. And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. I'm like, you're the most patient, like queen. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, guys. Okay. So Ashley, I'm going to read Ashley's bio and then we'll do a little bit of like friendship history because me and Ashley... Go back about a year-ish, which is crazy to even say. Um, Okay, so bio. Ashley Henry is a marketing and sales consultant who focuses on educating powerful women to show up and serve in their digital spaces with intentional storytelling and a whole lot of joy. She's been in marketing and sales for a decade. She served well-known names in the business world, boutique retail shops, startups, and higher education. Now she solely focuses on serving women-owned businesses that range from the startup moment up to seven figures in revenue. Welcome, Ashley. Welcome. It always feels so weird for like someone to be reading your bio. So I'm just going to like go ahead and pause and say like, that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Because I'm like, who is that girl? She sounds cool. And I'm like, oh, we are talking about me. So that's cool. That's how I feel when I listen back to the podcast. I'm like, dang, yeah. these girls know what they're talking about. Like, wait. <laughs> it's me too. It's just yeah. me and I have no idea what I'm doing. Love it. <laughs> but so Ashley and I met through a previous client of mine. Shout out to Ashton from The Awakening. I did her brand and then Ashley was just really involved with Ashton's um, coaching offers. And I believe, I don't know if you were one-to-one client at that time, maybe you were, maybe you weren't, but we got connected and then Ashley reached out as a client and was like, I really want to do branding with you. And I was like, let's do it. And then we realized we're both from Florida, Um, we have Florida in our histories. And then, you know, there was, it was, we hit the ground running and Ashley's actually going to be not necessarily rebranding, but upgrading her business name. And so we're going to be working together in two weeks again to kind of refresh that, which will be fun. Um, 
But I actually also have become a client of Ashley's because I just, I resonate so much with her philosophy and perspective on, I mean, the title of this episode, connecting and selling in an organic way through social media, because social media has been the number one source of cold leads for me, aside from referrals, which don't really come from social media. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I was like, hey, I want to have a little more control over the way that I bring in leads. I want to be a little more intentional about this. I want to make sure that I'm nurturing and connecting with people in an intentional way that I'm tracking. And I reached out to Ashley and I was like, after being in her um, group membership for a little bit, I think Ashley actually reached out to me and was like, I think that you are ready for, for one-to-one. I think you could really benefit from this. And I actually turned her down. <laughs> like we had a whole discovery call and everything. And I sent her an email and I was like, I just don't know if now's the right time. You know, like I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to invest in. Cause I was coming off of like a, a one-year one-to-one business mm-hmm. coaching engagement. And I was like, okay, I have this money that I want to invest in myself. I don't really know where that is. And Ashley responded and she's like, okay, that's totally fine. I'd love to hear about what you're going to do instead. (laughs) Which I feel like that's the best conversation to have because you know, it's not like no forever. It's just like not right. right Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, I would love to hear about like what your plan is, you know? And I felt so like called out in like the best way. And I was like, shoot, I don't have a plan. Okay. Yeah. Let's work together. So that's kind of how that happened. Um, Ashley is going to be my one-to-one um, social media and marketing consultant starting this summer for six months. So I'm really excited about that. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah, we've already worked together a little bit with like kind of like an initial strategy, some initial Voxer conversation implementation. And I'm already feeling so much more confident and excited about using content marketing and organic connection like be friends first. One of the pieces of advice I always give to younger designers, be friends with potential clients first, nurture that relationship. Then when they're ready, they'll either come to you or you can start that conversation with them. It just feels so much easier than like that pushy, salesy, awkward, like uh, how do I bridge the gap between like putting a heart on someone's story and then being like, do you need branding? You know what I mean? And Ashley just like really has that figured out. She has all these systems and processes. It's like, you're the perfect blend of visionary and analyst, I feel like. So that's our meet cute story and me gushing about how much I love her. I love it. (laughs) Ashley, do you have any other side to that story? Like, was there any other details that you felt like you were like called to Jen for a certain reason? (laughs) Okay. Called to Jen for branding. I interviewed three other, two other brand designers and it was all business, just like straight, straight to the point. And I was like, Ooh, I'm missing like the heart of this a little bit. And the designers were amazing. They were definitely more comfortable in the minimalistic area. So they weren't quite catching the vibe when it came to like, wait, you want to use cheetah print and lightning bolts? Like, I don't think those two mix. And when I met with Jen, I was just like, do you just have anything that you can show me that has maybe a lightning bolt? Like, do you have anything? And she was like, yeah. And so for like that reason, she was able to just like prospect me, but also confidently position me to trust her to be like, yeah, I've done this before actually. And I think Jen, like confirm if I'm wrong, or it was an interior designer that had like a David Bowie lightning bolt. Yeah. I worked with an interior design client who loved David Bowie and loved like rock and roll. And she wanted stars and like lightning bolts, like David Bowie lightning bolts and her patterns. <laughs> it's like, actually, <laughs> I do have this pattern. And it was like bright yellow, like neon, like, you know, it so was, fun. it was a lot, I feel but like, it was refined. Yeah, it still was beautiful. You know, there's like a balance of like being able to be minimal, but still fun. And Jen does that really, really well. So I'm so happy that you oh, guys were able thanks. to connect. For real. So How fun. Good. Like, yes, there's so many designers out there who can do a good job too. Yeah. But it does come down to that like connection personal mm-hmm. connection like Jen was saying like I like to have friendships with my clients like I like to develop this relationship into more than just like I'm designing for you and extending into like yes we can like joke around we can have fun and I'm designing yeah, for you totally agree mm-hmm. and like it became more of a conversation and fluid which I think 
I don't know, you guys are obviously in the expert seat on the other side, but like, I feel like you get more vision and more information and ideas through that kind of connection versus just like, okay, here's the form, you filled it all out and you're, you've kind of got like guards up and like walls up, like, oh, they're going to think this is weird. Um, Cause that was definitely, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but anytime I go into a marketing consultant or coach, it just seems like on Instagram, it's minimal, like just full minimal, black and white, neutrals, maybe a tiny pop of color. And I felt like, oh, I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone here to be like, I want cheetah, lightning bolt, pink, red, and purple. <laughs> How do we like put all of that together? And Jen was just like, we can do it. And I still somehow look. In a tasteful way yeah. too, like having all of that. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. Taste and cheetah print. That's the Taste story of, of Ashley's brand. I think that yeah. should be your I new like name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the tasteful cheetah. The timeless. I like the timeless cheetah. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Timeless is one of my favorite words because it's just such a heavy hitter. I was talking about that with one of my mentorship students. It's like the word timeless, like it means that you don't have to invest in your brand again. It doesn't have to mean like classic or retro or like old fashioned. It can mean like, hey, this is going to stand the test of time and, totally. you know, trends and all that. So I am interested, Ashley, for you to tell our audience, but also me and Esther, just a little bit more about your background, because that was actually one of the things that initially drew me to you as mm-hmm. me being the client. Hey, you know, you have 10 years of experience in the corporate world and marketing and leadership. Um, go ahead and give us a taste, taste of that. So my first job, I was 15 and I shouldn't have been working there. I think she was a family member through marriage, but she was like, Hey, I'm a general manager. Like I work alongside this other main manager. I think I can get you in if you're going to turn 16 in summer. And so I was like kind of illegally in my job. Oh my gosh. Illegal child labor. Did not think the story was going to start. Yeah. Wait, are we okay to share this story? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to state the company. No, no, no. I'm not going to state the company. But essentially, it was a shoe company. And I love to harken back to that in my content. Right now, we're talking about savvy shoes as like a fake company. And I was a mic person. So essentially, I watched everyone come in the door, looked at their shoes, decided which aisle they might go to. And then I ran ads while they were in store in hopes to drive traffic back to the register. And that was my first like marketing and sales Wait, job. Cool. Right? Do people like do that in retail? <laughs> Wait, what Whoa. is I, I had so no I'm idea shocked. that this is like, a thing. I'm being targeted when I go into oh, like yeah. pay less. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. Like I had this huge binder and it specifically had specific demographics of like if it's children and if it's this and if it's that, run this. And so I had to like go through the binder and be like, this person looks like this. They're at this age. So I feel like that is thought. so like profiling and maybe not okay. But... I know. I was like, wait. <laughs> wait so I was kind 15. of like, so you're kind of like a DJ for ads. A, you're yeah, doing stuff live. You're like DJ. getting the vibe of what's happening in. Yeah, an ad DJ. An ad DJ. And it was, you know, weird. Like you said, it, it it's not timeless. That's a, not a timeless activity, but it was my first opportunity and everyone kind of looked at that person that was at the front as the leader. And so just kind of stepped into leadership roles there. After that, it was like, I hit the ground running. Just everything that I have on my resume, I somehow managed to get into a manager role. Never wanted it. Always wanted to stay like a regular employee, just clock in, clock out. But it just never happened. So from higher ed, working at a law school where I was an executive assistant and program assistant, that ran marketing for several programs for the kids. My kids, I mean, like they were my age at the time, so <laughs> not really kids. And then I worked at a marketing agency right before the pandemic. And we lost a multi-million dollar client in less than a month. So it was like, take all of your energy and your experience and expertise into the online space or what's next? You know, we're like experiencing the great resignation now, but at that point it was the great let go. So I had to let go seven of my team members in one day over Zoom. And I was just like, I need to get out of here. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a heartbreaking story, but all of them are doing great. So that's good. But I got chills too, because I feel like (laughs) to be in that position where like you have 
the power over people to let them go. I mean, that sounds like a weird phrase, but like to have that responsibility is a lot. It was a lot. I think I sobbed for like just 10 minutes after each call because that's about how much time I had in between each. And at the end of the day, I just was like, I don't even know how to feel or what to do. Like, what are they going to do? That is so hard. Like you're not the boss. I'm not the boss. Mm -mm. I was a marketing strategist (laughs) and it was just like, I don't know that I should be doing this in the first place. That was yeah. So what led you to starting by Ashley Henry, which is, you know, soon to be the cheetah company, which is exciting. What inspired you to kind of take all of that knowledge into the online space? Like, how did you even know that there was a market for your knowledge and experience? I ran a photography business in Florida and I ran a product business. So I've been in the online space more or less since probably 2012, just like utilizing my personal Instagram to market either products or sessions. And so I knew that there were folks, you know, big names that we all know that I was like, oh, you know, they have chart talking podcasts and like they give a lot of information, but I could just see a gap of like, that's information that works online, but we're not taking enough of the corporate style into online businesses. And so I really just wanted to bring the marketing agency piece for social media. So I started as a solopreneur, just like working on other people's social media. It was like across the board, not just Instagram, but Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. And then it just kind of expanded, but I could see that there was a gap, just not connecting actual content and networking and then asking for the sale in the online space. It was just all like content is king. And that's just not the truth. Yeah. I mean, that leads us perfectly into our first question. So I know that you kind of wrote out these like three C's, content, connection, and conversion. Tell us more about those. Because I feel like those three words are like kind of a pillar of your business. Um, and I think connection even shows up in your your mark, mm-hmm. your little stamp mark that I made for you with the lightning bolt. Yes, so. which I love. Yeah. So content, we really preach like, yes, it's great to have available content. It's like your open house. If you're a realtor, you're just, you're opening the house and telling people about what you're doing. So they can come in, look around and just enjoy the experience. Um, I think everyone looks at content as I'm going to get conversions from content and it's just the actual like open door connection. We kind of add in community and collaboration into that one main word of like, how are you spreading yourself across the world wide web beyond just your own place. If you're only connecting on your platform, you're missing like millions of other ways to connect with other people. So we really try to help people with collaboration overall, even if you're heading it up, like if you're creating a summit or a virtual retreat, or here's a live video experience or series or something larger, like a PR tour. So that's the big one there. And then conversion, it's it's literally just invites like on a, a micro and a macro scale of exactly what I did with you, Jen, of like, hey, you've been in this membership. I can see like there's some pieces that I could definitely partner alongside you with. Can we talk about it? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you did that in such an organic way. Like I didn't ever feel like you were just trying to get the sale. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like you were like trying to convert me into a client, but like, I didn't feel like pushed and like, it's hard to strike that balance. It really is. Um, because I really felt like you were like, Hey, I'm identifying some things in your business that I know that I could provide you return on, Yeah, you know? And I'm like, and then that made me curious, like, Oh, well, like, I wonder, I wonder how my business could be different. Like, I wonder like what type of return I could receive from working with Ashley, you know? And I, I think that that forms the basis of, you know, an approach to sales, pricing, connection, marketing based off of value and transformation rather than based off of deliverables, which is what we talk about all the time when we talk about value-based pricing on the podcast. So I'm super excited for you to kind of come on and talk specifically to the brand designers and web designers in our audience about having those types of organic conversion focused, but still really friendly connection-based conversations in social media 
to kind of help break this like uncomfortable sales cycle that people feel trapped in. Would you say that most listeners are kind of in feast and famine and based on like site tags and referrals? Yeah, yeah. I would say that like for most people in the boutique brand and web design industry, which is niche in our our audience for this podcast, probably at least at the very minimum half, if not more, come from referrals. And I've had multiple conversations with designers and mentorship students and just other people where they feel uncomfortable about that. And I get that because I feel the same way. Like, obviously, referrals are amazing. And I don't want to like bash on referrals because there's ways to encourage them. And they're like, hey, this is like how I grew my design business, you know. But yeah, that's kind of the lay of the land. I would say also that our listeners often get caught up in like, how do I connect really well? Like they try to do a lot of these like cold pitches to people that they don't even really know well. And so how do you develop that community? Because I think the community is the big thing. I've made so many clients through community. I've made so many friends through community online. Um, I have a friend staying at my house that I met online. And like, it's just, you you find that, but it's also really hard to do that without trying to be salesy. So I would love for you to be able to talk to that for sure. Yeah. I think the big thing is, is like, it's so easy to take an engagement strategy or connection strategy, aka like, okay, I have a list of 100-ish people that I want to connect with in a small amount of time to see if they might be interested in my services. And it's just like, there's so much more to it. So energetically, I think that's how you shift from being salesy is what is your intention for this person? Is it connection or is it, I'm only looking at the sale? That's like where you get the car salesman vibe is just like, okay, I'm just like running around Instagram or wherever you're using your time for a lead generating platform. And you're just running, like running and like trying to talk to as many people as possible. And it can get into this almost like network marketing feel or a car salesman feel, which I think is really where the stigma of salesy comes from, of just like, oh, you're just like pushing and pushing and pushing. Whereas like the energetics of okay, my intention is to connect with these folks as much as possible to show them that I see them, that I care for them, that I'm supporting them, that I'm rallying behind them. And if it leads to a sale, amazing. If it doesn't, it'll probably lead to a referral. And if it doesn't, it'll probably lead to a collaboration. It's like the intention shifts, but so does the opportunity behind the connection. Do you tell your clients to have like a really curated list of the people that they want to reach out to? Oh, yeah. Or, or kind of, where does that start, that conversation of like how many people to be reaching out to versus like quality, quality over quantity kind of thing? Yeah. I always say like, let's start with at least 20 people. You can always grow from there, but 20 feels extremely achievable to anyone. If you break it down into three days, then that's X amount of people per day. That way you're not online all day, every day. I love avatar creation. However, if you can't point to a username of your ideal client, then it's just a list. It's not actually a real person. So by that, I mean, let's say I'm going to connect with Jen. I knew Jen through several other people and was just like, I want to see more about her. She didn't have a lot of content at the time for me to connect with. So I (laughs) lovingly stayed on her stories as much as possible. Learned she had a close stories for designers tried to get on it. I didn't get on it. And oh no, did I not add you? <laughs> no. And I was what like, that's heck? okay. Cause it's probably just for designers. I get it. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get you on after the podcast is over. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to call you out on air. <laughs> oh my gosh. Called out. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> no, I feel like maybe at the time, like you were, were you a client at the time? I don't know. Like I, I keep clients off of it because I share behind the scenes stuff, you know, <laughs> not like anything that people wouldn't no. want online, you know, but still, that's, maybe that's what happened. <laughs> Trying to save face here. I know. I don't mean to call you out, but essentially you could tell that I was like, or you may not have been able to tell, but I could tell I was prospecting. Like how many entry points can I show up to show Jen I care? And so I think I even like, I either joined y'all's email list for this podcast or Jen's email list. 
And I was just like, let me just keep opening and keep clicking through. And it becomes like less about push, 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 leave as many comments as possible on all of these people's feeds and more like, okay, are there 20 gens that I can connect with this week that are absolutely ideal? And I can have several touch points where I go and like connect on her stories, her content, if she's flowing any on email, social. And so the actual like creation is literally like, do you have one ideal client that you can look back at, even if that's a referral, does that, or a previous client, and does that previous client have people commenting and connecting on their social content that you can be like, that's an ideal client. I'm going to put them on my list. That way you have like a bridge of connection because you've already worked with that previous person. And then they're probably kind of similar in personality and desires because they're friends. So it becomes less about like expansion and more about intention. One of the things that I've been inspired to do since kind of starting off my engagement with Ashley is that I have been screenshotting when an ideal client follows me because I don't have time to go in and add it to like my lead chart or my list or anything like that. But if someone pops into my DMs or they follow me and I take a look at their profile and I like creep a little bit and I'm like, oh, wow, this person either looks like they might align with my ideal client or I would be interested in learning more. I would love to work with them. I have been screenshotting them. And then at the end of the week or at the end of every two weeks, I'll go in and like add all that stuff in and go and make a point to connect with them and be like, Hey, I saw you followed me. Thank you so much. Like I saw you also have a kid, like my baby is about to turn two or, you know, some <laughs> sort of like connection piece that like yeah. makes, like it clears the playing field. And like, I like doing that first because it just, I'm literally genuinely interested in their kids and their family. Like even if they never hire me and I never see a dime from them, like I will have made a friend and a connection online. And I love that. So um, that's helped me kind of start off the conversation instead of like, hey, I'm a brand and web designer who serves XYZ clients, you know, like, yes. it's like, okay, pitch. <laughs> Actually, know? I have a question for you that I think our listeners will be interested in, but it's also kind of a selfish question. So currently, like, I feel extremely exhausted by social media and like keeping up with people and interacting with people. I feel like I don't need any more friends. I feel like it's just exhausting. And I've no been, new friends. No new friends. I'm like <laughs> tapped out. Um, but I also recognize that there's a limit to how much I can connect with other people if I'm not engaging on social media. And so currently I know I'm taking a break, but I'm curious if there's any like thoughts that you have on this of how to still create that connection with people, even when you're feeling burnt out and not trying to like overexert or push when it's not going to feel authentic if I'm not in the right headspace? Yeah, I think it kind of depends. I usually talk about cycle syncing behind the scenes with clients. So I'm going to bring that here. Right before my cycle starts and during my cycle, I like stop engaging. I don't think I'm like the best, my best self to like show up. And so I might respond to comments, but there's zero like push and outreach. If you want to be off of social media completely and like not connecting, but just letting content roll, that's okay. I mean, there are seasons of that. I think my question would be like, what are other efforts that are less energetically pushing and more of diving into the deep wells that already exist? So can you receive that's referrals good. from like current clients would probably then be the next step. Yeah, I think that it's it's kind of having like these tiers of energy, right? Like the one is what we're talking about, like connecting with people and engaging and and being like all in. And then you have like maybe content that gets pushed out that you don't have to even touch or like email yeah. marketing or, yeah. I feel like for me, it ends up being, I get most of my clients through referrals. So I am still engaged in my own personal email Mm -hmm. but social media gets left. And it's good to hear that from you too, because I feel like that gives me a little bit of a boost of, all right, I'm not just like wasting all of my time. No, not at all. I mean, email is even more direct and connective than social. Like that's why I decided to join you guys' email list because I was waiting for emails to drip out in hopes that I could respond. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. no emails no. coming from me. <laughs> I received Sorry, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Well, I don't even on it. Oh, for, for better. Okay. Yes. For the podcast. All right. Well, there is a freebie. There's an autoresponder. I was about to say, like, I haven't sent out a Hello June email in <laughs> a long time. So do not do as I do folks. Uh, email marketing is very, very valuable, but yeah, I actually have been wanting to put out like some more like email content and I've been talking about like wanting to blog again and stuff like that. So, um, I would also okay. love to hear Ashley, like, speaking of this kind of cycles and what to do, I'm curious about like the what not to do. Like, are there things that you see online service providers, specifically brand and website designers who are trying to do their social media well and like connect with people? What are they doing wrong? Like, what are their, these issues that they might be fighting? Oh no. Okay, here we go. I know it's like, (laughs) but also we need to hear it because otherwise you never get better. Yeah, it's like we're in our little bubble. And so like, you know, I'm even curious about what you're going to say here. Let me value sandwich. This is my favorite part about leadership. Like let's value sandwich it. You all are so good at sharing case studies, information about clients. Like it's like client, client, client. And we know as consumers, we can jump on a brand designer's social and we can be like, okay, we can see if they like, we like their style, which is why I was like, okay, I love Jen's style. I have to meet with her and make sure she can like, do this cheetalicious lightning bolt feel. You all do that so well. Like brand designers, superb. And then you speak super well to brand designers. Somehow every brand designer talks to every brand designer in their content, regardless if they have mentorship, coaching, or educational spaces. It's almost like it becomes a community of brand designers that are cheering on other brand designers because y'all know how hard it is or how how high energy your work has to be to do it really well. I think the thing that I would love to see as a marketing consultant that really is trying to help every female entrepreneur stand in their power is to talk more about life and talk more about offers beyond branding and to talk more about their education. So I'm going to call Jen out in the best way possible. I didn't know. It's fine. Bring it on. (laughs) I didn't know Jen's background, which I'm sure that you have shared on the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No idea. No idea. Like women's oh, health. like my time in New York and the editorial world and yep. women's magazines. That's probably where my colorful design comes from because it was fun. It was oh, flowy. Yeah. Like we were breaking the grid on those editorial pages. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> I just, I just felt like, I feel like I just, I don't know. I, and Ashley and I've had this conversation. Like, I just feel like it's not as relevant because I was in very junior roles at the time. And that's what I shared. Yeah. But we have also Ashley talked about like, this. No. And like, <laughs> you have those experiences for a reason. Like I also worked in advertising yeah. as a designer and I love sharing that yeah. with my clients, but like, I don't share it on social either. Like you're so right that like it, I have it in a, in a conversation, but yeah. We want to know. Do you see me? I'm like, yeah, you're like, oh, I wish we had a, like a screen grab. In the face right there. I know tears are going to be shed over this, guys. I know. Don't make Ashley cry. Don't make me cry. <laughs> and what's even funnier, just like positioning this from a consumer standpoint, what I wrote down before I started working with Jen was I want a Mad Men meets Vogue vibe. And so if I would have seen like, oh, she's worked at these places, I would have been like, we don't even need a discovery call, which I know that Jen would have been like, yes, we do actually. But yeah, <laughs> I would have been We've sold. Had that, that conversation. You were like, have you ever thought about like not doing a discovery call? I was like, no. <laughs> at least, yeah, I know. At least for one-to-one design services. I actually don't do discovery calls with uh, my mentorship students. We do DM chats, which I love. I love that. Um, which is circling all the way back. So sharing previous experience, life, not just talking to other brand designers, unless you have like a segmentation for coaching, mentorship, or education. And then ultimately like almost taking a coaching perspective, regardless if you're a coach and coaching potential clients to be ready to work with you. So Jen is coming on our Instagram later this week, which I'm excited about to talk about how founders can get ready for full service branding. As a founder that was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready. I think that having a breakdown of like, what do I need to be prepared? When do I know my business is ready for this is like so informational. Like anything you have in your sales calls or in your um, application, if you can twist and turn that for social, it's a good idea. I love that value sandwich. I think also one of the things that I was kind of missing out on just due to fear and imposter syndrome and fear of rejection was actively talking about 
how to work with me and my services. I think even recently I told Ashley, like, I don't really talk about how people can work with me. I don't really talk about, like, I, I have never like linked. Well, I mean, recently I have been doing this, but I, I hadn't ever really linked my inquiry form like directly on social, you know, obviously Instagram just released the links for everyone feature. Um, it just felt like even doing that was just so, it felt so uncomfortable for me that I was like, oh, I'll just share another case study or I'll just share like a client testimonial, which like those are great. But I just recently kind of put out a piece of content like, hey, this is who, this is what my positioning is. Is this you? And like wrote out like all this value stuff. I mean, and I loved that. And I was able to get on stories. I'm going to be like talking about that throughout the week. Like, that felt like, okay, wow, this is a really organic piece of content because when other people do that, like photographers or system specialists or administration or support people for creative business owners, and they're like, is this you? And then they write a really specific paragraph and I'm like, wait, that is me. Okay. (laughs) She gets me, you know? And then I like want to follow with them. I want to engage with them more. They end up higher in my algorithm. So I'm seeing their content more often. It's like, okay, like, let's get specific, you know? And so I think that like that then leads us into a conversation around positioning too. And I wanted to see it kind of going off script a little bit, like how important is positioning to feeling really confident around content marketing, but then also like knowing even who you want to be connecting with or who to put on your lead list. Right. I think a lot of folks feel uncomfortable on social media because they are connecting with people that they don't resonate with which is fine. Like, I think we should have a very open playing field to connect with people as often as possible. But when it comes to your services, like I know that in one-on-one consulting, the person has to have an established brand. They have to have enough information for us to roll off of. They have to have data. And if they don't, then we have a tougher time in one-on-one. And if I don't call that out, then anyone in any portion of their business might be like, oh, I'm ready for one-on-one consulting. And then I have to have the hard conversation of like, I'm sorry. Like, I think you're a better fit for these offers. So that's kind of tough. And I feel like we can really protect our clientele and kind of the ego of our clientele, the heart of our clientele by positioning really well online. So they can just be like, that's me or that's not me. I think there's also an element of offer positioning here with, you know, being really specific about your offers. And that's one of the challenges that I feel like that we run into as brand designers, especially people who use value-based pricing and who send out completely custom proposals. It's like, okay, well then how do you even articulate what you're offering? Should you even be talking about deliverables online or should you be really focused on transformational content? You know, I mean, that brings us back to case studies, you know what I mean? So I feel like there's this cycle. So I'd love to hear your, your input there. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is if we go to any, let's take it to a coffee shop so we can take it offline and kind of create an analogy that makes a lot of sense across the board. If I go to a coffee shop and they've positioned themselves on Google as a third wave coffee shop with latte art and a really like aesthetic vibe, and then I get there and it's more like a mom and pop shop that utilized like stock photography for their Google imagery, then I've kind of been positioned to think that this place is going to be one way and then it's not. So the offer of like third wave coffee shop is the whole reason I'm going. I want this like aesthetic latte art vibe, like perfect folk music in the back. And when I get there, it's like, just not that. So on Instagram, let's say if someone pops onto your profile for just three seconds, we have like seven seconds for a follower to decide whether or not you're in or out. If in the last like six squares, you haven't talked about how to work with you, you may like not retain that follower. They may just be like, I don't really know what she's doing or what she's here for. And it's a hard thing to do, but really like stepping back and looking at your Instagram and being like, would I follow me? If I looked at the first six posts that are here, it really gives you direction on like how often you should be talking about a specific offer, how you should position it and whether or not you're doing it often enough. I think that's the one thing you said about like taking a step back and looking at yourself from an outside point of view. That's such an important thing to do. And I think really something that I don't do enough of, and I know a lot of our listeners probably don't do enough of, of like, how is my audience going to see me? 
like you were talking also about like talking more so to clients than designers if you don't have a segment in your audience that is really specific to designers. So like is somebody who is a luxury brand who you is on your like must work with list or want to work with list, if they're looking at you and they're not seeing anything that's related, then what are we doing here? I think that oftentimes as brand designers, we can get caught up in like just the aesthetics of our profile. And yes, that's beautiful and fun and all of that, but like really what's the meat of it? And maybe that's in your copy. Maybe that's in like scrolling images that have like lots of information that are going to be really useful for our clients. I don't think there's anything wrong with posting reels or there's anything wrong with posting like case studies, but having that important meat to it, that's where you're going to get clients. Yeah. And I think a Lux client likes information way more than they like, not to say aesthetic isn't important, but kind of hearkening on what you just stated about reels, like they don't care about transitions or like how many things you can fit into a trending audio. They're just like, where's the information? How do I sign the contract? How do I get started? Like ASAP because they're kind of too busy to care about much else, especially at that level when they're like, okay, my vision is here, but my brand doesn't match my vision. They're just ready to go. I think it's really easy for us as online service providers to get caught up in this like reels and being Insta famous and like having the most followers when as a service provider, you can provide quality to your clients without having all of that. And honestly, it honestly is very exhausting to keep up with what's new and be doing the exact same thing as what Jen's doing or what X designer is doing. And that's actually really harmful. You see so many of us like kind of copying what's going on. And then how do you stand out? How does an Ashley come to us and know like, oh, you can do cheetah and, and lightning bolts. Cool. Like if you're everything that you have looks the same as the next three designers, we're not standing out at all. Mm-hmm. If everything that we have is speaking to the wrong audience, you're not standing out. Yeah, that's so good. I want to talk for a second about this burn and churn. I know that like that was kind of earlier on in our outline. We're kind of bopping around. Is that kind of that cycle of feast and famine they were talking about? Or is that more of like getting burned out on content creation? And then like kind of what your antidote to that would be? <sighs> The burn and churn. So when I say burn and churn, I mean, and maybe y'all have experienced this and we can talk about branding specifically, but let's say a coach has like an Ascension offer suite, but you're just pushed to go to the next offer and the next offer and the next offer. That's one side of burn and churn. Like you're just not gathering enough information to take and run with that specific offer right then. Like you have to get to the next offer in order to get the next secret is kind of where I'm coming from, usually with burn and churn. But burn and churn, even with connection, hearkening back to, okay, you have a hundred people, just go like talk to them as much as possible, burn yourself out. You're like burning and churning through conversations that are meant to be connective. And instead you're just like all car salesman vibes. So that's more of the burn and churn is just push, push, push energy. Got it. Okay. Well, that perfectly leads into um, one of the questions that we were going to wrap up with, which is crazy that like we've already are getting down to the end of this conversation. But I think one of the like biggest things that people are going to come into this episode thinking is like, okay, how do I then go from connecting with someone, really being intentional with someone to then start to feel out whether or not they would be a good fit or if they're interested what tips do you have for kind of like bridging that gap? Because I feel like that is where we just stumble, myself included, and feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. The first step, do you have a relationship with the person? So I'm going to use Jen as an example here. I had watched her for a long time. I saw that she did branding for my business coach, fell in love with it. I was a part of that rebrand in the imagery. And so I was already like vision casting for myself what I wanted. But then I was like, she would also be a great client. So which way do I go first? Branding first, then clientele. Not to say that you always have to purchase from your potential clients, but it surely doesn't not help to have a connection in that way. So I prospected. And I think that people believe that prospecting is like an icky sales thing. 
What exact, could you define prospecting for us really quick? So what I broke down in terms of like, okay, I followed Jen, I connected with Jen, we had a relationship and then I was like going to the next step because we finished our brand intensive and I'm about to rebrand. So she's going to see how I positioned everything that she's delivered to me. I'm going to connect with her, watch her stories, try to get on her close friends list, try to get into the Facebook group for the better podcast, which I did get in there and then join. Good thing we didn't leave you. Out <laughs> <that one. laughs> <I know. laughs> and then join the podcast email list. So I could see if there was anything dripping out that I could respond to. So prospecting means like really having a full developed log almost of this person you really want to work with. And I really say like, unless that person's like hot, 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 like you're for sure they're interested in you. I wouldn't take all of those steps. So I knew Jen was interested in what I was providing because we had so many connections through our time in the brand intensive or relationship. And I knew she valued the same values. So does the person have the same mission values? Are you guys connecting relationally, prospecting? Do you have a log of information about them? Do you know where they're at in their business and how you could provide service to them? Taking it, the brand designer vibe, you obviously know, you can see the brand and be like, okay, this person needs a little bit of help, but they've got the foundations. They're awesome. They're visionary. They're like ready for this, whatever that might be, if it's like full service or not. And then it's bringing that information to the table only after a relationship. So I really would just for the general view, I would say if you haven't been connecting with this person for a month, two months, three months, don't pitch. Sometimes it can go a bit faster for Jen and I, she just closed in January and we got to know each other last summer. So I didn't push the relationship. I really waited, but I did the prospecting and the logging to be like, okay, what's going on in Jen's brand? Like, how can I help? The actual invite is based on all of that. So I could have went to Jen if she wasn't inside of our membership and she was in zero offers of ours. I could have went to her and said, hey, I love that we've been connecting for so long. We're about to fully rebrand with everything that you shared with us. Thank you again. And just like really valued and flattered her. And then I could pitch her and just be like, hey, so I think there's some things that I could come alongside you and be a partner for you with. I would love to do X, Y, and Z with you. Would you want to hear more information? It's just an invite. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so good to hear too, because there are so many ways in. There's so many different conversations you can have with people and it doesn't have to be the exact same and it won't be the exact same for every potential client or every potential friend. Like mm-hmm. you meet people from different areas and you have to kind of be alert and be on to see, all right, where can I come in? When is the right moment to have any type of conversion conversation mm-hmm. or do I let it sit like you did? Do I let it sit for a year, a few months? Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of patience and a lot of just getting your mindset in that it's okay if you don't convert all of these people all at once. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you did, you probably would burn out really quickly, right? So how do you have that slow incremental increase to like then have people come into your fold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels really easy <laughs> to me. Like, I think that, yeah, simple. Like, it's like, I don't know, one of the, not quotes or whatever, one of the things I tell myself all the time is just like, let it be simple. Mm-hmm. Let it be easy. You know, don't complicate it. Simplicity is just a really huge value of mine in design, but in business and life as well. I think that people look at this, like, you know, the the process of, converting a lead and they're thinking over, you know, days or weeks. But I think the key thing you said, they're like, Hey, like a, a month, a couple months, three months, like that's where you can start thinking about potentially bringing up the offer. And that's hard, you know, like, especially when you're starting out and you're new, or especially if you need some quick cash in the door, it's like, man, like, I don't want to wait, you know, and not to say that, like, there aren't people who are like, just ready to go. Like, sometimes people reach out, they inquire, they DM me, hey, I want a brand and then they pay right away. And it's like, oh, wow, this is like a unicorn. This is amazing. But I have noticed over the course of my time doing this, that the friendships and the time investments that I've made 
with friends on social media, I mean, so many of my referrals, it's like, okay, how do you start the referral train? How do you start the referral snowball? It's like make friends with people. And then people want to refer their friends to friends, you know, like it's, that's just the way that life is. And that's even how I converted Ashton. I say, I say I converted. That's how Ashton, who we were talking about Ashley's business coach. That's how, I mean, we were Instagram friends. I had like been in one of her lower ticket memberships. Like, like we were, I mean, like two years, like two and a half years or something like that. And I, at the time had identified her as like, wow, I would be so grateful to work with Ashton. She's an ideal client. I know that our values are the same. I know that she loves a colorful vibe. I love a colorful vibe. And so when, I mean, she had that in her mind too. And like, I never, I think maybe in the very beginning I brought up like, Hey, you know, like, would you be interested in branding? And she was like, you know what? I would love to work with you, but just now is not the right time. I'm going to, I'm going to be investing in other places in my business. And I was like, great. We were just friends. And then like, she came back to me and was like, I'm ready now. And then we got her on the books and we, you know, we did her brand and that has led to, you know, other connections and friendships and, and me investing in my business with Ashley and other, and other people. But I mean, like that is like, it's a long game. You know, you don't make best friends with someone overnight. Like you don't gain trust with someone from one piece of content, like, or one, you know, 30 second story or real, you know? And I think that that is the weakness of social media is that like, it does condense everything down into these bite-sized pieces and, and human beings were meant to have to, especially women, you know, we're meant to sit down and have in-person intimate conversations with one another, you know, like whether you're an extrovert and introvert, like, I just feel like the way that we were designed is so based off of that connection and that trust. And so it's like, okay, how do we then bring that into the social media environment where it's all like TikTok dances and quick clips and like, Hey guys, just wanted to hop on stories really quick and talk to you about X. Like yeah. I'm literally trying not to say that when I go, cause I'm like, what a waste of words. You know? <laughs> Nobody also, like, let's, I'm, let's not fake ourselves. Like I'm not an influencer. Okay. <laughs> I also think that like social media, we have fallen into this instant gratification. So you see somebody mm -hmm. who's responding to your message and you're like, oh, they love me. So why aren't they working with me now? Like, obviously they comment mm -hmm. on, on something that I posted or they liked my story or whatever it is. Like you think that we are in this cycle of, I get a like, so it must mean that things are moving along or I have a ton of followers and it's like very much instant gratification. But if we think about the history of business and networking and and really like we were talking about just having those relationships I mean I used to work in advertising and I know that the president CEO of my companies would always go on networking events and like meet people and maybe you don't hit that million dollar client right away you have to have a relationship with them and like people from big fortune 500 companies you maybe meet them in one circumstance and then five years later get to work with them it's not instant, even though social media makes us think that it is. And because we live in this world where our businesses heavily rely on social media, it can feel really exhausting when you don't get that right away and you have to play the long game. And I mean, I don't want to wait for five years, but sometimes I may have to. <laughs> so, yeah, And I think that's the exciting part about that is it's like, what seeds are we sowing now for our businesses next year, 2023, yeah. 2024, 2025? Like, that is really fun because like, okay, I have, I can have an impact now mm -hmm. on my future in yeah. four or five years. Like what type of clients do I want to be working with in five years? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously five years is kind of longer, even like next year, next summer, who do I want to be working with? What do I want my summer to look like? What type of clients do I want to yeah. call in? Okay. Go find them, mm -hmm. talk to them, be, make friends with them, you know, and it's like a playground. Again, <laughs> like if you have a conversation with somebody and they say, sorry, I can't do this now. Don't like burn that bridge because no, <laughs> you can have somebody come back. I mean, one of my clients that is now consistently returning, I had quoted her a really high price at first and she was like, oh, I don't think I can do that. And then now she does. She mm -hmm. just had to wait for a year to come back and be like, I want to work with you in little spurts here and there. And if I had just been like, all right, well, I'm never going to work with you because it doesn't work well then like, oh, like, oh, they didn't see the value. Yeah. If you like write them off, then, then you don't have a good relationship and you lose it completely. And that is like, that speaks into the burn and turn too, of just like 
are there other opportunities behind this client that you're talking about? Like, what about collaborations? And like, she came back obviously, but like, what about collaborations and other referrals? Maybe she yeah, had totally. people further on, but there was something you said about the playground. And I have an analogy about the social playground that I just want to share here as like, what I'm thinking is the end. When we were kids and we like, were on the playground, we would run over to people and be like, can we play with you? Can I play with you? And they had the option to say yes or no. And that's all social media is. We're just adults now and we have like money to spend, <laughs> money to invest. <laughs> and some people are just going to say no. Oh my and gosh. Yep. It breaks my heart to take someone off of my lead list that I've been like trying to build a relationship with. But if they're very obviously not interested in me, I'm not going to keep showing up in their inbox either because I don't want to like create a weird experience. So if you are hitting this like one word answer and responses or they're not asking questions back or they're not coming and liking and commenting and DMing you back, I do just want to say like you have the ability to let it go. <laughs> just a reminder. And how empowering is that too? Like that's one of the things I'll tell my mentorship students is it's like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? They don't respond. Like I don't, I've never had anyone be rude to me no. when I DM'd them something nice about their kid or something, you know, like, <laughs> like, what do you have to lose? I mean, maybe like two seconds, <laughs> maybe if you're spending like eight hours on Instagram, don't and they people, like come talk to us, go reach out to Ashley. Cause like, yeah, don't do that. But like, yeah, um, there's just let it be easy. Just wrap up with that. But Anyways, um, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. I feel like we could chat for six more hours. Um, if any of the things that we said today struck a chord with you guys and you want to learn more about how the Cheetah Company and Ashley can make an impact in your business, if you've been feeling burned out, if you're on that burn and churn cycle, um, I wanted to give Ashley a space to kind of share a little bit more about the impact that her yeah. services have and then how you can get in contact with her and her team. You can find us at thecheetahcompany.com once it's like launched and ready. Who knows when this episode is coming out, but until then, just find me on social media at by Ashley Henry or at the Cheetah Company, depending. We have a membership for anyone that's been in business for less than 12 months that wants to learn how to run their social media accounts like a social media agency would. Then everything else is one-on-one -on -one spots, usually for established brands. And it's so exciting, but we have more to come. Thank you, Ashley. Yes. Go and follow her on Instagram and get on her close friends list. Hopefully she actually lets you in, <laughs> unlike me. <laughs> also, if any listeners like want to be on my close friends list and you re requested, but I didn't like let you on, like please DM me because I my heart is breaking <laughs> for Ashley not getting on my close friends list. So yeah, any listeners, you guys have a free, like literally just DM me. I love getting DMs about that. But yeah, your close friends content is a plus like Ashley like always has stories going I know yes it's like I feel like I'm learning so much that I'm literally implementing in my business on a daily basis just from the free content that Ashley has on her stories so that's my like little pitch I swear there's no affiliate relationship here it's just really really valuable Let's dive into our inbox question. And Ashley, you can definitely kind of give your two cents here if you want to answer just because we're a little low on time. I think that we should just have Ashley answer. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah okay. let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, so Nakia Chiron asks, I'm always looking for different methods to acquire clients and share my work more efficiently online. What do you do? Or in Ashley's case, what would you recommend for a brand designer? I feel like I'm really going to, talk to maybe where Esther has been feeling like I'm going to think bigger versus just like one-to-one -one connection because energetics <laughs> with commenting and connecting. I would really go the collaborative route. How can you support other folks via their blogs? Like, can you get onto collaborative blogs and share information that's super important for someone to get ready for branding, full service branding in terms of investment time, expertise when do you know you're ready that way you're getting in front of a lot of people with a little amount of effort same with like collaborations via email can you take over someone's email for a little while can you create a summit can you create a virtual retreat 
and bring like 10 of your favorite business besties that have information that people need. Just really like thinking bigger versus one-to-one connection to acquire clients. Of course, that's going to be the invite portion. Can you actively say like, hey, I have noticed in the last couple of months of us connecting that this might be a really great step for your your business and your company. Can we talk more about it? So smooth, (laughs) but also like not like smooth in like a weird way, like in a in a service way. No, it's It's easy. It's like what you're. We're helping people. This is easy stuff. We just have to do it. Just gotta do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, so good. Such a great answer. Well, that's what, where we'll wrap up for the day. Um, again, go follow Ashley. It's by Ashley Henry on Instagram and your name is spelled A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H because I made that mistake in the beginning and I was looking for you and couldn't find you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you again, Ashley, for joining us. Um, such a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you've got designer friends who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air, or you want to get in contact with us directly, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a part of. We'd love for you to join us. Search for Better the Brand Designer Podcast on Facebook. If you love these conversations between designer friends and would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash betterpodcast. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources. Special thanks to our producer, John, from Wayfair Recording Co. See you guys again next week. 